People think they know who we are. They look at the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we hold our head up high in spite of it all. They see the color of our skin and they assume they know what's within. They measure our posture, our hair texture, and altogether it fosters an ideology that blackness can be measured, abused, and pressured into fitting into checkboxes. Hypocrisies are ignored to ensure that we don't challenge the very core, that to challenge the definition at all is erasure. But blackness, it needs no saviors. It's not a behavior. It's our own creation, vision, and mission to take back our own existence. In this podcast, we welcome everybody from all parts of the black community, each with their own individual personalities, different genders and sexualities, big, small, every type of nose, light, dark, and medium tones, all ages, all spaces, able-bodied and disabled. Whether you believe your God is within or above, from Ifa to Abrahamic, and beyond. Different languages, accents, and tongues, discussing music, food, dance, and the list goes on. This is not a podcast you've heard before. Each episode set to an original music score, this podcast is Blackness Explored. There will be laughter, there will be tears, there will be triumphs, and facing fears. This is our oral history today in a fresh, new, modern way. Blackness, discovered, uncovered, and recovered by us. When people said, oh, for me, you keep saying you're going to do a podcast. When is your podcast coming? And I just thought, I know I really need to do this. Then the pandemic hit. I saw the impact on society, and I just thought, I'm not going to let this year break me, you know. I'm not going to let it break so many people I care about. Last year was difficult. It was hard, you know. We, we had to see a lot of us get dehumanized, killed. We had to contend with ourselves, our families, our inner demons, our inability to really understand why. Why black lives must mean that you'll climb up the capital, you know, and be ready to kill one of your own. Like, is that really how much it angers you? That we now have a voice? That we can now speak? And, you know, being on the internet and seeing how many people talk on behalf of us, but aren't us. How many people live behind profile pics and social media profiles, but you don't ever really know who they are. I mean, they could be anybody, you know. You might think you're arguing with Tyrone, but you're really arguing with Jerry. <laughs> and, you know, that's the thing. Just because you're seeing on a screen that people are saying all these things, that doesn't mean that's who they really are. And, you know, it's almost symptomatic of what's wrong with the world. The fact that we need to create entirely new personas just to be accepted in a community 
And so many people are willing to shift who they really are and how they really feel, what they really want to say, because they're trying to fit into a certain community. They're trying to fit into a certain box. And it can do one of two things, right? It can paralyze you. You know, people who sit outside, people who are on the margins, people who are not what their community expect them to be, they become paralyzed. And there's a part of them that could die, that they could never recover because of that, you know? They could have been someone who felt so much more free. But the world said, well, to be free is to die as a black person. Freedom means death, at least. At least in the Western Eurocentric framing of the world. And I mean, the other way you could go is you can say, yeah, I am in this box. I fucking love this box. And then you start to repeat the words of the people who put you in the box in the first place. You know, that black is this, black is that. They defined what blackness was and they stamped us with it. And in some ways it's created unions. So now I can be a black person and someone halfway across the world with no roots and no shared history to me could also be a black person. And it made me realize I could be freer. It made me realize that the truth is they try to shape us, morph us, and put us into this box. Whether or not you embrace it or not, the only way to be free is to be brave enough to truly get out the box, you know? So I thought, what can I do to get people to think out the box? What can I do to get through to people? Not through Q&As and discussions between people. I was like, no, like, how can I really, really get through to people? And well, I just thought, well, first I need to know how to listen. You know, I was listening to Clubhouse recently and I just thought, wow. People, there's so much talking going on and yet such little listening. And it's because when you're talking to someone else, you try, whether or not you're conscious of it, to adapt to the person you're talking to subconsciously. And so you're never your true unfiltered self, you know? Like, who are you when nobody is seeing you? When nobody is watching you? That's who you truly are. And anything else, as soon as you're in a space with other people, where it's loved ones, family, friends, strangers, it's a performance, right? So you need to think, who am I dancing for? Who am I performing for? Whose gaze am I performing for? And I think if you care about the white gaze, so what fits into this social construct of whiteness, which is often 
what white people think generally, but not always. I mean, even they have inherited these ideas. And sometimes we internalize that too, as black people and other non-black people. Then yes, I mean, you need to perform because to not perform is to die, right? That's the only reason why you're there for entertainment. But if you break out that box, then you don't exist according to certain boundaries and guidelines. You exist because you just do. And the vast expanse of every possibility of what you could be is open to you. There's no limitations. There's no ceilings. You just have to decide that you're done with the performance. You're ready to dance, sing, laugh, shout, scream for yourself. Because what's wrong with that? What's wrong with just doing it for yourself? There's nothing wrong with that. There should never be anything wrong with that. That doesn't mean it has to mean hurting other people. It just means it doesn't have to be wrong to focus on you, to make sure you're happy, to make sure you're well. People's value, it's not tied, or it shouldn't be tied to what they can produce. And, and that's how we currently define the economy. That's how we currently judge the economy. That's GDP growth, right? Productive output, economic output. How productive are we in society and what number can we put on it? But we are so much more than that. But you have to truly believe that to start to shape your environment around you into what you want to see and not what you've just been given, you know? It really is, it really is about imagining more. And that's scary and frightening. But we've done it before. And I know that we'll always be able to do it. And that's why I love black people. You know, when they took away our voices, our accents, our languages, we came together and we made our own. We created music out of it. We created sermons, spoken word, poetry, song, literature, and the list goes on. And that's if you're just looking at what came out of the blackness out of the transatlantic slave trade, you know? There are people who genuinely feel free. And I'm not saying their life is perfect. I'm saying, why can't we have all of that if we just decide, you know, the first person you're going to listen to on the podcast said, it's not an end state. You have to continue working through it. That was Edwin. Katie also said, you know, why do we subscribe to these boxes? It doesn't fit us anymore. Ashley said, we need to fight. We can't just allow life to tell us it's not possible. And then I learned from Kobe and Carl that love is, love is, it's not a decision actually. It's a realization over time, I think. Well, 
several, several iterations of realizations. That's what you hear when you hear Carl and Kobe speaking between them about what they love, what God is to them, what God has given them, how God has freed them, you know. And then you go to Goldalyn, only 17 years old, a powerful orator based in Kenya with albinism. She's showing us, why does it have to be about skin? Maybe what blackness should stand for, assuming you believe blackness is an experience, and assuming you believe blackness is an experience whereby you're always the ones who are downtrodden on. If blackness is that, if we're gonna say blackness, how about we decide that we're gonna show this world that we're not done? Not everybody is free until everybody doesn't have to experience the definition of blackness, which means pain, which means suffering, which means being targeted, which means being mocked, ridiculed, stolen from, called names you want, things associated with you that have nothing to do with you. These are all the things we feel as black people. Then let's make blackness about stopping that. And, you know, Goldalyn has to experience the black experience in her home from people who are just like her, black like her. Just because she's got a difference that people have associated with bad things. And it's not true. Go to Dill, based in Sri Lanka, Sinhalese. For him, blackness is if you're close to the equator. If we're talking skin, you know, black people aren't just from Africa. You've got Gary Foley with Tiana, black Aboriginal Australian men, still not able to get land rights right? Still not able to. I learned from them that, look, if you've got a calling, if you're led, you have to follow it so that you can live this life knowing that you're trying and you can leave this life knowing that you tried your best. You've got Michael Bailey talking through the love of music, Black British music, how it's a melting pot of all of these different cultures coming together. You've got Adriana, who's in Colombia, talking about her sense of blackness in South America. Dance, movement, and how that has freed her. You've got Jordan, who's got this mixed race experience that she's trying to make sense out of. And she has for most of her life when she got to a place where she was happy to accept being black, you know? Nihal, who's black Sudanese, living in Dubai. And she said, you know, the race idea of blackness, that doesn't fit the experience I have here, but it's certainly black because they look at me different, they treat me different because of the color of my skin. And then you've got my mom, and we discuss the love between a parent and a child, and the generational differences that impact 
how that journey moves forward. And I'm hoping, I really do hope that we understand that blackness, it means different things in different contexts, you know? Like for example, you've got Dapple who talks about how blackness is a European construction. That blackness means no more to him than where he is. He said, as soon as he lands in Europe, he's black. And I think we need to get to the bottom of that. I think if we do, we'll get closer to the truth. So, the black monologues. It's going to be you listening to a group of people talk about different things from the ages of five until 70 and beyond in every continent. Different sexualities, genders, religions, all of that. Because I wanted you guys to see that blackness isn't any one thing. But the beauty is in how it creates this amazing tapestry of all these different people dealing with all sorts of different struggles, yet somehow finding ways to overcome. And if blackness isn't the most powerful force we all have in this world, no matter who you are or where you come from, that shows the power of being an underdog and being able to overcome, and that there are solutions to humongous social problems. If that isn't what blackness is, <laughs> yo. So, I hope this gives you guys hope. I hope it helps you see that blackness is whatever you want it to be and to not lose hope. The Black Monologues is my love letter to blackness. You'll be listening to black people's stories, their ideas and their perspectives in their own voices for once. No vested interests, just how they truly feel. This debut season is about exploring love in all its different forms. And I hope you fall in love with blackness and all the people who make it what it is, just as I have. And I hope ultimately everybody learns, no matter who you are, that it's okay to be free and that we aren't done until freedom is open to everybody. We'll be releasing episodes every two weeks. So help me God. And finally, I want to thank my amazing team with which I wouldn't have been able to do this. And just know that our blood, sweat, tears have gone into this. Through a pandemic, some of us haven't even met from Barbados to Switzerland. We all came together, both black people and allies, to say, these voices deserve to get heard. And I believe we've done them justice. And I also want to thank every single contributor, every single person who agreed to be interviewed. Because your stories do matter and your stories will help towards change.
enjoy listening to the Black Monologues. <laughs>